Welcome to Mastering Your Thirties, a podcast to guide women in their thirties about how to relax, enjoy the ride, and make investments for their future health, wealth, and well-being, and for women beyond their thirties to share their wisdom and experience with others. I'm Alev Bakan, health and nutrition coach and founder of Health & Co. Today, my guest is Pamela Summers. Pamela is an international bestseller author and multi-award winning entrepreneur on a mission to help women recapture their sparkle inside and outside. She has helped many women from struggling with mental well-being in their 20s and 30s to women suffering from low self-esteem in midlife. Pamela is passionate about helping women to be the best they can be and empowering them to go for their dreams. We discussed how to use change to our advantage and see breakthrough moments as an opportunity. Hi, Pamela. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm great, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think it's going to be another interesting episode. Uh, can you please tell us about yourself? Yes, certainly. Well, um, I'm a mum. Mm. I'm an author. I have a few books out and I also have a jewellery business. I have about three businesses, actually. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and um, I help women find their sparkle their passion and their purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, do you offer like a coaching service to your, uh, to women who need help? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I offer what I like to call a heart to heart coaching mm -hmm. session. I've got a coaching program and basically um, I get together with them and help them reconnect with themselves. So find themselves again, fall in love with themselves, mm -hmm. find their sparkle and discover their passion, reignite it, and find their purpose. Perfect. So what can, what is the main complaint of a, like a person who would seek your services? Like what are they complaining about? What are they missing in their life? Yeah. Usually people turn to me when they've had to overcome some sort of adversity, whether they're at, they're at a turning point in their life and they feel lost. They don't know what their next step is, um, and I help them regain that clarity so they know that uh, their next steps remove that overwhelm so things feel possible and then spark their, their potential so they realize just how capable they are. Mm, yeah, that, and that's a very important step, right? Uh, uh, getting in tune with what do we really want and also trying to find that courage in ourselves. Yes, absolutely. Because it does take courage. And I think at first and foremost, you need to come to that decision yourself mm. of whether you're ready to take that and be open to those next steps. Because not everyone is. It depends on your personal situation. At the time, you may feel so down that you can't even pick yourself up and you can't even believe that there is a possibility out there. There's hope, but that you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And sometimes you need to get that the next stage where you say, okay, now I'm ready. Um, I can't take this anymore. I can't go on like this. Something needs to change. And then that's when you start making your breakthrough. 
I see. And I think with change, change is a scary word. I think you know, like it, it it depends on your mood. It depends on like how where you are in your life. It can be scary. It can be very adventurous. It can be anything you want. So I think most of the time, women are also scared of change because they don't want to maybe fail, right? Because change can also come with some failure too. That's right. Yes, nobody likes change. I mean, but I do. Th- I do think the only certainty we have is change. We have to keep changing, really, and mm-hmm. pivot and try new things. Otherwise, we're still stuck. You know, it's like a child when they first begin to walk. They don't know well how they're going to do it. They don't know how they're going to manage, but they have to keep going. Otherwise, they'll never walk. You know, sometimes you just have to take that next initial step. And also, I think it's important to have a a little bit of curiosity. That's an element of adventure as well. I think that also helps because um, who knows where that step can lead to? You know, you don't know what's around the corner. But then you'll never know unless you take that step. Yeah, yeah. And since we are talking about women in their thirties, I think many women are uh, seeking to change, but they are also afraid to change because they also they might have like children, they might have like commitment, they might have financial responsibilities. So I think we also have to remind them that changing can also be a slow and steady process. It it should it, it cannot be always like a big uh, sudden change, right? So yes, absolutely. Yes, it doesn't necessarily have have to happen overnight. Uh, we see we hear a lot about these overnight successes, but I always like to think that actually they take longer than you think to get there. Um, it could be just the little consistent steps that you take every day, li- little bits. You know, um, I think there's heroes in all of them. Us, you know, it doesn't have to be the the superhero doing all the things that you see maybe online. Um, it could be the hero that takes her children to school or um, cooks a meal or, you know, starts a business or just um, connects with someone they haven't spoken to for a long time, makes a phone call. You know, I think heroes come in many forms. Yeah. You're right. So when you offer your services, do you have a specific program, like a structured uh, program, or do you um, create your program according to your uh, client's needs and situation? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's very personalized, really. It depends on the person's situation, really. But I think it all starts with um, loving yourself. No, at first I would I would take them take them and 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 guide them through steps that they can do to love themselves more and find and find out where they are. For example, if they're feeling lost, um, if their self esteem is, is suffering, I would first of all there's an exercise I like to take them through where they write down all the good qualities they have about themselves. Um, all their strengths. I like to do a bit of like a SWOT analysis, really, mm-hmm. but yourself, really, when you go through your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and um, things that challenges that you have, um, and go through that and take them individually, step by step, and through love, of course, and because it's very much heart to heart connection, and um, and then find out 
really stuff. There's, there might be things that you don't even know about yourself, that, you know, or things that you've forgotten. For example, when you were younger, you might have enjoyed to paint or draw, but you've mm-hmm. forgotten that. You might want, you might have always wanted to write a book, but you've forgotten that passion. You you put that all on the back burner and just forgot about it. But then when you get back into it, you find, oh, actually, I really enjoy this, you know, and then that sparks that joy that you've forgotten all about, and and they're all starting points, really. Yeah, yeah, and you are you have like many different career uh, careers in your pocket. So you are an author, you are an entrepreneur. So like, can you tell us more about like how to find that passion of ours, like and also for women in their thirties, and how to make that uh, into a career? Mm. Like first of all, I, I you started as an author, right? Like, no, I started as an entrepreneur, and I, it all for me. It all happened by accident, mm-hmm. um, literally. Um, at the time, I was working in a Catholic school, and I really enjoyed my job. And it was a hot summer's day, and I went out to tackle the rose bushes, which I'm no gardener, I can tell you, but mm-hmm. it was heavy duty gardening tools. I went out there, started hacking away. And basically, I injured my my hand, my right hand, and very badly. It was physically shaking uncontrollably. I couldn't even hold a glass of water. After various trips to the doctors and hospital visits and physio, I just got, uh, found out and I was told that I can't use it again. It would cause permanent injury. Um, I could no longer work. So I was rock bottom. I was at the rock mm-hmm. bottom. I didn't know what to do. How was I going to support my family? Um, I was. I'm very musical, and I couldn't. I couldn't pick up the guitar, and mm. I couldn't even do the basics. I couldn't dress myself. I needed. I needed help um, cutting my food, everything. So in a way, I had to start over. And it was during this time where I was in the physio department, and I was in the waiting room. I bought myself a bracelet to cheer myself up, and the receptionist looks across to me and said, "Oh, that's a lovely bracelet." And then we started talking about it. And, you know, that really cheered me up. When I went home that day, I went home with the spring in my step. And later on that evening, um, I thought, oh, wow, you know, I feel really good. I feel really special. And um, it had been a long time since I felt good, since I got that smile back on my face. And I thought, hang on a minute. What can I do to help other women feel just as special as I do right now? And then it was almost like the bracelet was twinkling to me. And I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start selling these bracelets. So I bought a few, I started selling them, and they sold really well. And then I started adding to the range, the collection. Um, and then I thought, hang on a minute now, where else where do women feel most special? So I thought, oh, on their wedding day. So I started adding on wedding jewelry and things like that. And then it, it all went from there pretty, uh, and it took off, really. Um, we started winning awards, started appearing in publications, Um, media got in touch like uh, British Vogue got in touch and it went really well Um, so I was helping other women find their sparkle through jewellery at the time that's how my entrepreneurial journey started and that all started from the first step if I hadn't have taken that who knows (laughs) of course of course so um, I think like you mentioned connecting with other people people you know your first connection with that person who sold you the the bracelet made you, like cheered you up so yes. 
the co- the both connection connection with others and connection I think with ourselves is the key, right? So absolutely, yes. We have to keep them both alive. Yes, they ha- yes, absolutely. You have to. I think it's important to listen to yourself mm-hmm. and to also guide your inner knowing what to do, what feels right for you. I think that's really important. And mm-hmm. I think in the busy everyday lives. We can sometimes lose ourselves and forget ourselves and what we're all about. So I think it's really important to tap into our feelings um, about and, and you know, just don't forget ourselves, really. Yeah, yes. And, you know, I have also three questions for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And my first question is, what were the breaking points in your 30s that, if there were any, that made you change your life, your point of view, or anything about your thoughts and evidence. Yes, certainly. I mean, I was working, um, I had a really good job. I was working in banking at the time and um, it was one of those jobs where you sort of go, go, go all the time. Mm. And um, I, in a way, I kind of forgot myself. Um, I got lost in it all. And um, I started, I had ill health. I suffered a lot of ill health at the time. And then I had to really tap into myself and think, hang on, what what is it? And I just felt like um, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first it felt good, but afterwards there's something that was misaligned there. Um, so what I did, even though I was successful and I'd won awards and things like that, and I helped a lot of people, I, I just listened to my gut instinct. And I left the job. I didn't have a job to go to or anything like that. I built up a career. It was, I was going really well. It was going really well. And I remember it was, and I just left, and it was just before Christmas. So in the new year, I didn't know what I was going to do. But I took that leap of faith, and I thought, you know what? It feels right. And when I did hand in that resignation, I felt like so much pressure had been taken off my shoulders. I felt like I was doing the right thing. Um, couldn't explain it to anyone because on paper, logically, you know, anyone thinks I'm crazy. What are you doing? You're doing so well yeah. and everything. And, you know, and it's a really good job and everything like that. Good career. And uh, well, you work so hard for it. But I had to do what felt right for me. And at that time, even though I didn't have anything to go to, I took that leap of faith. And that was a big turning point for me. So then after that, I took some time out and really reconnected with myself again like what did I want to do what felt right um I remember way back then I was doing a writing course so I did do a writing course but then you know then afterwards I thought okay what else did I want to do and I remember at the time I was renting and I thought actually I'd like to buy a house I really want to buy a house I want a house with a garden and I had like this was my goal and this is what I wanted Mm -hmm. to do so uh so I, I, uh, I basically I found the right uh, job. I found the right thing, and I did that. And that was my mission, and I was like determined. And that was my goal. So I did that, and then it wasn't too long afterwards I actually managed to buy a house. Um, and then it it was good because in a way that reinforced my leap of faith that I took um, in myself. It made me trust myself, and I mm. think it's really important to have that self belief and to know that you can do something if you have if you have got that self-belief. But I think, first of all, you need to trust, listen to yourself, trust your inner knowing. And even though it may not make sense, mm-hmm. just go with it. 
Well, yeah, so like we mentioned change can be quick and sudden, but it can also be slow. Maybe for people who don't have the financial, you know, security to cover themselves for some period of time, they can maybe do that change like step by step, right? Maybe take exactly. those, those courses or like preparing themselves yeah. uh, while they are having their job and then they can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. That would be, that's probably most, the most sensible way to do it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think actually, I think if you do take it slowly, I think it probably lasts longer, you know, the outcome. Um, but there's nothing wrong with, with small steps, you know. I think the main thing is to make that decision and go in that right direct that direction that's right that that feels right. Yes, maybe in, in that in that situation you need like an accountability person so that you so that you make sure that you take those yes. because with the uh, struggles of like daily struggles and daily responsibilities. Sometimes we say, okay, I'm going to change my career. I'm going to invest myself. I'm going to do this. And then like um, a week later, we say, you know what? I, I just draining me out. So the yeah. first thing we let out is, you know, maybe the most important piece of our life. But we usually first let out things that are very important for our self-investment. So maybe in that situation, asking your services and also trying to find your spark and uh, courage inside is the most important part, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think it always helps uh, having somebody, especially someone who's been through a lot of adversity or change or anything like that, because if anything, that's a shortcut. And it could help you prevent, prevent, you, some, prevent you having that pain going through that heartache. You know, it could save you time as well and, you know, all that hardship. Why do it all yourself and make it harder for yourself when you can have reach out and have that help? And in a way, have that helping hand to help you through it, you know. We don't have to do this by ourselves. Yes, and also I, what I mentioned with my clients too, sometimes the 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 solution they are looking for is right in front of them but they are so busy with the details you know so like uh, so preoccupied with everything with daily life and everything they cannot see but once we start talking once we start like analyzing their life and their habits and everything they find the solution right away you know it's not like we are dictating them the solution and it's uh, the client's uh, job, let's say, or uh, desire to find solution, and then they find the solution by themselves and right away, usually, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, sometimes it's always easier for someone else to see that perspective, and and then it gives you. I think that can help you have that courage and um, to go for it yourself as well. Yeah. You know, and also to help help you realize that it is possible. Because if you've seen someone else do it, Doing you know, it. it makes it possible for you and it gives you hope that actually she's, you know, she's doing it. Actually, I can do it too. I can do it. And it strengthens, it has that, you know, make you realize just how capable you can be. Yeah. 
Well, uh, my second question is about one thing that you swore by in your 30s that you don't believe in anymore. It can be anything. Yes. It can be a habit. It can be like anything. Yes. When I was in my 30s, I was very competitive mm. and um, very much so. And it was almost like I saw something and I wouldn't see anything else. That was it. I had to, you know, go get something. But now I know, I realize that I don't see it as competition now. And now I see more as collaboration. Mm. Now I think I don't really subscribe to the hustle, hustle culture where you just go, go, go million mm. miles an hour and it doesn't matter what else happens to anyone around you. I don't really subscribe to that. I think there, I think there's a time to work and there's a time to be more, I like to say gathered and more measured and, um, you know, draw yourself back from it and look at the bigger picture and see what's going on. And, um, and instead of just competing with other people, um, helping collaborate with them because we're all in this together, you know, you don't have to do it. Like I said, do it all by yourself. Um, there's plenty enough to go around for everybody. And, um, and helping each other, I think, is much more rewarding. Yeah. Well, I think this message is always like bombarding us, you know, like you can do it all and you can, you you, you, you don't need to ask for help kind of message is like is always in our head. But I think, um, actually, I was talking with a client yesterday and I said, you can do it all, but you don't have to do it at the same time, you know. Yes. <laughs> And uh, delegating, asking for help is also very important. And asking for help, uh, it's not a, a sign of weakness. You have to also delegate some work to other people. And you, you, you can also even tell your friend that you feel very down today. You need to talk, you need to cheer up and all these things, you know. So if you don't let people know about what you need, they cannot create yeah. help or solution for you, right? That's right. I think vulnerability is a strength, you know, it's an asset um, and sharing your feelings. I think it, it helps so much. I mean, when I was when I was writing my books, one thing I, I found was that the amount of people that related to what I was saying and what I was talking about, mm. and that really blew my mind. I was thinking, because at the time, when I was going through it, I thought I was the only person going through it, you know, mm -hmm. and um, that's a really lonely place to be, you know, thinking mm -hmm. and isolating if you think that you're the only person going through it. But if you're sharing it and then you realize, oh, I feel this way too. I, I relate to you. I can relate to this. Um, suddenly, you know, the world is a much more beautiful place because you realize that actually you're not on your own. You're not by yourself. You don't need to be. But you would never know that unless you start sharing. Yes. By the way, you also mentioned your books. We, uh, I will provide the name of the book. So if anybody wants is interested, uh, they can start maybe reading uh, your books <laughs> to understand your uh, ideas. Uh, so my last question is, if you, uh, your third year also will be sitting right across you right now, what would you tell her to do? or not to do or to be careful with? I would say that uh, you are unique. 
You don't need to compare yourself with other people. You have your own unique gifts. You know, I mean, I think today, especially, we're too busy, our heads constantly spinning, looking at what other people are doing. We're forgetting about ourselves. And I think you need to celebrate, embrace your unique gifts because um, we all have them. Sometimes you might have to dig a dick deeper than you think but you know you have got them and um just be you because you know you, you know you're here for a reason so don't be afraid to be yourself yeah oh that's beautifully said well uh like i think it was we we passed along very important messages and very critical messages too you know like it all start with us and it all end with us so And the most important piece of the puzzle is ourself. Uh, so we have to make that investment. We have to take care of uh, ourselves a lot. Of course, when I say that, I don't mean that we have to, you know, forget everybody else, all other responsibilities, but uh, we have to also remind ourselves that we are important too. Right. Absolutely. You need to fill your cup up first before you can sh help others um, because it, it all starts with you so if you're in a, a bad place you're not going to be able to help other people but if you are full of love um, you can yeah yeah uh, so is there any last minute message that you would like to pass along to our listeners I would say just remember that you are enough Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that you you also have a gift, a free gift for all the people who are listening, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I have a, a mental fitness planner and guide. Mm -hmm. And um, because we all do that, you know, we all go through ups and downs in life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to um, cultivate resilience, mm -hmm. um, whether it's emotional, physical, mentally, Um, to help us navigate life. So how they can use that? Uh, they can use it. There are prompts in there. They can use it. And there are also like habits that they can do in there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like a, ch a challenge, basically. Mm -hmm. So they'll also get um, tips um, mm -hmm. through their emails as well, where it will give you uh, tips that you can do to help you prepare and to keep up the hab good habits. Okay. And where they can find it? Yep. Yeah. Um, if you go to Pamela Summers, that's S-O-M-M-E-R-S, PamelaSummers.com forward slash free gift. And I will also put it in the info for the pod, uh, for this episode so that they can also find it there. Thank you. Well, Pamela, thank you so much. Uh, I think your story is fascinating and very encouraging. And also your your message too. Uh, I'm so happy to have you as a guest. Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You can also learn more about Mastering Your 30s Club and Group Programs and all the information about my guests at www.healthandco.com slash masteringyour30s. Listen to the new episode of Mastering Your 30s wherever you listen to your podcast.
Thank you for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself.